This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we review Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, plus the Jonathan Majors trial reaches a verdict and Disney responds. Captain America Brave New World adds a new writer for some substantial reshoots, trailer reactions to Dune Part 2, Beverly Hills Cop 4, and Alex Garland's Civil War. Our thoughts on the latest Monarch episode on Apple TV Plus and season two of Reacher on Amazon Prime and a whole bunch more all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, December 18th, 2023. This is Frank Grillo. You know me. But who are you? Are you the discerning, sophisticated type of person who enjoys all the latest comic book and superhero TV and movie news, pop culture references, witty banter? Me neither. I'm just here for the dick jokes. Check. Check one. All right. This is for all you fans out there. Let's give it up. What's happening? How's it going, listener? Thank you for pressing play, and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd. <laughs> My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. Joining us, he's an aging archaeologist who found a time machine in his slack hole. Goes by the name Nebraska Bambino. We call him Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? Yeah, Indiana Jones has got his bull whip, and I got my bullshit. That's right. There it yeah. is. Zing. Yeah. I said, well, I was going to say about he wears a Stetson, and I wear a fucking uh, a construction helmet. I don't know. A it, safety helmet. Anthony, we had, we had a couple <laughs> other names we were uh, bandying about. What's funnier? Nebraska Bambino, Connecticut mm-hmm. Rugs, mm-hmm. Idaho Rugs. Well, there's not a lot of funny state names. What's the funniest state name to you? I mean, Idaho. Right. There, you, great. you could run with that. For Nobody. A bit. Yes. I, I, the hoe. That's <laughs> just say it like that. Nobody. Made, I mean, it's the truth. Nobody yeah. talks about Idaho. <laughs> I wanted to give Idaho some love. Texas. Texas is pretty funny. Yeah. Connecticut has got the hard case. That always makes for a funny sound. Connecticut. You know? Connecticut. Try spelling. Yeah. Uh, anyways, we went with Nebraska Bambino. Nebraska yeah, was good. I like Nebraska Bambino. Nebraska Bambino, the archaeologist. The yeah. felty you, archaeologist. You, you normally come up with clever stuff. I, this is the only time I'll give you credit. You okay, come up well, with clever I, stuff. I can't so. take the credit because Rugs came up with this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. You know, Imran, what you should do is even when you <laughs> when someone gives you a compliment, instead of being yeah, humble, I'm gonna let you take, take it. Oh, he's right here. I'm not going to fucking know. throw him under the he bus. He would respect you more if you just took it, like took the the... The credit it's away from my him buddy. I no listen. I'm an artist. Credit deserved due to the artist. That's that you can't. I would never do that. But I should have just taken it. Rags would have said shit. Yes, <laughs> I steal all your jokes all the time. Bro. There you go. It's uh yeah. it's collaborative. It was a collab, as the kids say. Anyways, enough of this bullshit. Boy, do we have a lot to discuss this week. We got a movie to review and some crazy news. We're gonna get right into it. <laughs> The Jock and Ned Podcast. Uh, this can be described as breaking news as we are recording Monday, December 18th. Huge update on the Jonathan Majors situation here. Right. Uh, I, I'm just going to get right to it. 
from the Hollywood Reporter. A New York jury found Marvel actor Jonathan Majors guilty of reckless assault in the third degree and guilty of harassment. The verdict was reached by a six-person jury after roughly over four hours of deliberation spread across three days. Majors, wearing a gray suit and black dress shirt and tie, stood with his attorneys as the verdict was read with family members and his girlfriend, Megan Good, behind him. Whoa. Sentencing, sentencing is set for February 6th. The charges, which are a misdemeanor and a violation, carry a sentence of up to one year in prison. On two other charges, he was found not guilty of intentional assault in the third degree and not guilty of aggravated harassment in the second degree. Uh, Major's attorney, Priya Chaudhry, said in a statement afterward that he, quote, looks forward to fully clearing his name, implying he may appeal. And then here's the, uh, the big bombshell immediately after that, shortly after the verdict. Marvel Studios has dropped the actor as Kang, the Conqueror, uh, from fired. from he's fired. Well, yeah, Disney's already fucking in trouble, so they don't want any other shit bouncing back on them. So Majors they just cut their loss. Found guilty and fired. To refresh people, if you don't know, just real quick, it says here: in total, Majors faced four charges of assault, aggravated harassment, and harassment after he called nine one one on March twenty fifth. When he said he found his ex-partner, Grace Jabari, unconscious in their apartment, police arrested Majors after finding apparent injuries on Jabari, including a laceration behind her ear and a bruised and fractured finger. Majors pleaded not guilty to all charges. So we just had one of our uh, Discord hangouts and uh, everybody was there and we went over some of the evidence. The trial had started early this month in December and things were being revealed. TMZ put out this crazy video of uh, what looks like Jonathan Majors trying to get away from Grace Jabari and uh, like a four block chase. You have street cameras following them for a few blocks as he's running, but also doing some shoving of her in the car, trying to get away. Uh, So she testified during this trial that the alleged incident occurred in a private car when she saw a text on Majors phone that read, quote, how I wish to be kissing you. Jabaria said she tried to snatch the phone from Majors, who then pried her fingers from the phone, grabbed her arm and right hand, twisted her forearm, and struck her head to get the phone away from her. Then they also revealed released text messages. She, from uh, from her, some redacted between her and Jonathan Majors, uh, in which he's saying uh, things like, you know, even if you go to the hospital and they lie, they're not going to believe you. This is going to be an investigation. Not things that don't make him look good. There was also an audio voicemail released in which he was like, you need to be my Coretta Scott King. I'm a great man. I'm doing great things uh, and some other things. You can find all this. If you Google, I'll put some links in the show notes. Uh, this is also interesting. Uh, the charges against majors were brought by the state of New York, not by Jabari herself. This was a criminal trial as opposed to civil, meaning the burden of proof is higher for the jury who had to find proof of guilt beyond a reasonable doubt on each charge. So they just found him guilty on that one charge. But four hours is not a long time to deliberate either. Uh, That's a very quick decision. Right. Uh, Comment on this, you guys. We watched the video. We've seen these texts. We've been following this. From what I saw happening in the the beginning of the video, that was the most 
indescript things. Like you can't really tell what's going on. Yeah, it's very pixelated. We kind of figured out that he kind of shoved her in the car and she hit her head. And I don't know what went on in the car before they got out because it looked like when they got out of the car, it was like a, like a scuffle going on. So there might have been stuff going on in the car, but everything else after that seemed it it, it seemed like she was like kind of chasing after him and like trying to talk to him and he was running away from her. I don't know. Maybe she was trying to get him in trouble. I don't know. She was mad. I guess she was she was cheating. I don't know. Just from what you told me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's a very crazy moment. I it it, it seems like. He probably wish he could have taken back whatever happened in that car that that moment, and uh, or he, he freaked him freaked him out. There's another statement I want to share by Jonathan Majors Attorney Priya Chaudhry regarding the decision. She says, "Quote: It is clear that the jury did not believe Grace Jabari's story of what happened in the SUV because they found that Mr. Majors did not intentionally cause any injuries to her. We are grateful for that. We are disappointed, however, that despite not believing Mr. Jabari, the jury nevertheless found." that Mr. Majors was somehow reckless while she was attacking him. So this misdemeanor seems like he was just a little too physical in in his defense. He's defending himself too too physically. Too, too aggressive. That's what they're trying to say. Too aggressively uh, because the charge is. Uh, yeah, it just sounds like it, it sounds like a reckless uh, assault in the third degree and harassment. It just sounds like a like a sloppy moment that went too crazy too fast. You know, what do you think, Tony? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't in the trial. I can only see talk about what has been reported. Um, yeah, I mean, I, something happened, right? So, I mean, she clearly had a, a fracture in her hand or something, a laceration. Whether that was caused by him or not, I don't know. Probably sounds like. You know, if he went through the trial, he was found guilty on one of the things, you got to kind of run with that. I mean, I know trials don't always end in the way that, uh, you know, people get falsely convicted of stuff all the time. Yeah. Um, but this is the judicial system. This is what happened to him. Uh, can't really speculate on, like, if it was fair or not. Uh, yeah. And the, the thing that I noticed right away is, I mean, Disney was pulled the trigger oh, they had this oh they were waiting to within send. 30 minutes of this yeah. being released they were already had something written up and were ready to go to yeah release. so they they kind of had the either they well they were already prepped for it yeah and they, they might even gotten like a heads up like hey this isn't gonna go well, well they knew that this day was happening they knew right. that this trial well, they was knew happening. but they knew probably it wasn't wasn't gonna go well, the yeah they needed it to go to ever keep him so yeah they cut the loss and um yeah, it's, I mean, you know, unfortunate situation for uh, I think the first thing is like if all these things did happen, it's an unfortunate situation for the girl. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah. Um, you know, if ma- majors probably deserves to to lose, lose this opportunity. You know, you don't you don't get rewarded for shit like this. Yeah. Uh, it's unfortunate situation for everybody. So yeah. I, have a, I have a question. This has nothing to do with what actually happened. But hypothetically, if some dude came up to you and tried to take your phone and yeah. you heard him by accident or just heard him to take to the, you know, keep him from taking your phone. Would you think you'd go to jail for that? I mean, do you, is that, is that assault? It's assault. That's, yeah. That, I'd say that's defense, self-defense. I don't know. I don't know what happened here. Yeah. I don't know. What, no don't one know. does. No one yeah. does. Yeah. But yeah. like, I'm a, th- that's the picture that they're trying to paint anyway. Right. right. So when does self, well, apparently, I mean, apparently there was enough evidence like Imran said, mm-hmm. we're not, 
we're not uh, we're definitely not law experts or anything, but they convicted him pretty quick of at least one of the charges. Yeah, that like so yeah. four hours. Four hours, yeah, is, not a lot. Is, no, to get a unanimous. I mean, you have to get yeah. a unanimous. I mean, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's going to jail. You think? You think he's going to well, beat no, the jail? I don't know if he's going to he's jail. He's facing but, a year, and they're probably going to appeal it, which would be the smart thing. But they'll probably even if they they probably settle it like to something. Maybe like a couple, like maybe a month or two, or a couple months in jail and some community service and counseling or something like that. Yeah, it's not like you can pay a settlement, right? It's not no, a civil yeah, not trial; civil. it's a criminal trial. But yeah, well, I mean, so I think, I think move, we should just move on from like if he was guilty or not. Like we can't really speculate on that. We should more talk about okay, what's next for Marvel? Exactly. That's why I brought this up. I'm just presenting the facts. But now here's the thing: this happens. Disney did what they did. Anthony, you are Marvel. You are Disney Studios. What do you do? Recast, baby. Yeah, not uh, not recast. kill the character. I think recast. No, don't kill the character. Recast. Also, I mean, this provides them in a way. I know that I, I that they were thinking about even switching things up. Anyways, this kind of in a way provides them a clean slate to be like, you know, let's just re let's just refocus and and think about our plan here and if we were on the path to executing a good plan anyways and if we need to shake it up and they can do whatever they can do doom i would just recast so i would just take a page out of kathleen kennedy's book and just recast and i mean they've done it too though you know we got ed norton turns into mark ruffalo uh yeah we've got uh i mean we've got we got the william hurt william hurt is harrison ford uh terrence howard uh, turned into don Cheadle. exactly so this isn't unprecedented Uh, yeah i'd like to see them recast i think also I liked Jonathan Majors as Kang, but they didn't have like the best intro for that no. character in Ant Man and the Wasp yeah. Quantumania. Yeah. Kind of got his ass kicked. He so would, yeah, he was in a lot character could get a fresh start too. Yeah. And if you think about where they left uh the storyline in Loki and at the end of Ant Man, they really can do whatever they want in both cases. Yeah, right. you don't even have to use Kang if you don't want to. You yeah, or if you recast them, you can recast them. Say they recast, uh, throw out some names. Who would you like to see? I've heard people mention, well, Terrence Howard would be funny if you brought him back. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that wouldn't happen. John David Washington or even Denzel. I like John David. The one I saw, uh, I was I looked this up right before the show, and one of the names that was thrown out there that would be just the wildest thing ever yeah. was Will Smith. Oh my go- Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh my god. And then this would be like Will Smith's redemption for slapping Chris Rock. What about Snipes? Oh, what about oh he's he's old. What about Snipes? Snipes not doing nothing right you now. You got a you got John Boyega. Wait, wait, wait. What what do you think the depth of Willsley Snipes is? Do you think he could do different versions you, of himself? You think no, it would just No, it would just be it, the motherfucking Kang. It, it would be this. <laughs> Some motherfuckers are always yeah. trying to ice skate up him. That's Kang. Just, Some motherfuckers are always trying to change time. That's, yes, yeah, that it would, would just be, be that. It would be just Kang as Wesley Snipes to be Some hilarious. Some motherfuckers are always trying to manipulate time and space for their own good. Always trying to break yeah. the multiverse. <laughs> These what if it was Lawrence Fishburne? He's already in it. Oh, he's in he it. He was in Ant Man. He was a uh, giant. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, the giant he is man. Giant Man. Yeah. Oh, right. He is giant. Will man. Smith is funny. That would be fucking Will hilarious. Smith? Wesley would Snipes hilarious. would be hilarious. What about Ving Rames? Being Man, you're just going with like the, all the actors that are like 65 years old. Yes, I'm trying to get the old, badass, <laughs> like, intimidating actors. Yeah, you know, Yaya Abdul Mateen. Yeah, I, like yeah. I mean, he's probably done as uh, Black Manta. So right, he well, but he's supposed to be in that Wonder Man show as Wonder Man. 
if that even ever happens. Dustin Daniel Crichton. Someone, oh, oh look, my god! Someone said, uh, "There's John David Washington." Someone's yeah. just like, "Why don't you just go Denzel Washington?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And if they could get Denzel in one of these, songs, that's well, king. It'd be crazy. It'd be crazy. I think. Who do you think? I mean, I think it's got to be someone in their 30s or 40s. Yeah, they'll probably do like a John David Washington, John Boyega. Somebody named John. Abdul <laughs> Mateen. Yeah. yeah. Someone named John. John would be pretty good. Um, I wish uh, Chuck Woody Uji, the guy that oh, did yeah. the high evolution, oh, I wish he wasn't the high. He would have been a good kid. Wait. Yeah. Did he Did he die at the end of that movie? He did. Yes. He did. He was great. He, he would have been he great. Was great. Oh, my God. He. I love that guy. He would have been a great king. Uh, so the, uh, also we know, I wonder if they're still going to, we'll find out. What do you think? Do you think they should, uh, keep Kane going and the character Jeez, pivot all the way to doom? Uh, Just go, let's just do doom and have doom be the main villain. The problem, like, I just feel like the problem is it's so late in the game when they were trying to set this guy up as the big bad for their upcoming Avengers movies to move that many pieces around. They already got a new writer. There's no director. That dude walked away. I, I fuck. I could see it. I going. mean, they got the new writer. They got they. I think they got rid of the writer. And now that we've seen how this played out, before yeah. it was all speculation. Yeah. But now that we've seen the director move on, yeah. The writer move on, yeah. It almost feels like to me that Kang is not going to be a part of this. So Michael Waldron is now writing Avengers Five. Yeah, a lot of people saying they're calling this Avengers Five, but I've heard also Campia said he heard from producers that he knows that they are thinking of recasting and we've like we've talked before Kang the character he's a great character he's integral in yeah, I love King. the multiverse and he, he's he's can be very intimidating and so I would I don't know fuck if there's a good story that you mm-hmm. can do it without him do it but re, I wouldn't mind the recast because you already Here's some s- other names yeah Idris Elba oh <laughs> I could see I could see that Ray Fisher Cyborg. Oh, oh, cyborg! After he, uh, yeah, he said talk oh shit God. about DC coming David over. David Oyelowo, Lowo. I don't know who that is. Oh, I know. Where's one he from? You. Yeah, <laughs> you'll love this. N. T. Rama Rao Jr., a, the guy from R. 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 Yes, do it. <laughs> I'm telling you, one of those fuckers needs to get into a Marvel movie. Yaya Abdul Mateen, Corey he's, Hawkins. He's Corey, oh, Corey Hawkins who played Dr. Dre in uh in yeah, Straight yeah, Outta yeah. Compton. He's very yep. good. John Boyega, and then oh, some this article is thrown out Viola Davis. Oh, <laughs> gender swap. gender swap king to Viola Davis. What about Nick Cannon? <laughs> yeah, oh, no, no. Although I'm sure he <laughs> instead used... of instead, Nick Cannon instead of just having variations of himself playing himself, he just had all his kids, kids play his variations. Yes. It's, it's, Doesn't he have 20, 20 kids at this? He's point? like, I could save you on CGI. You don't even need to fake the rest of me. I've got twenty kids. You can they can all be kings. <laughs> Cost what a about, lot less. What about is what about Bokeem? Oh, Bokeem Woodbine, not Dave Bo-Keem Chappelle. Was, what, was it? Wasn't he already in the Marvel? He was. Yes, he was the shocker. shocker. Yeah, in, oh. the, in the in the Spider Man. Oh. Bokeem, he, he would have been in the running. Not Dave Chappelle. Not the not Dave Chappelle. <laughs> uh, you can, well, at that point, at that point, might as well just. But do, he's a pretty uh, intimidating, dude. He does. He somewhat. Yeah. I, I still I, every time I see him on screen, I'm like, I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a like he a looks slightly so much chubbier like Dave Chappelle, a bigger, looks so much older. Like oh my god, he does. I, I gotta see him in the same room together. I don't think I, I don't think <laughs> they've ever been in the same room together. What about if Ice Cube was Kang? Oh, that would be great. He's just yelling at people. 
Yo, fuck the police. He's <laughs> walking around. And then the variations would be iced tea and vanilla ice. Oh, get all the ices in there. Yes. I li- Anyone ice- that named Young. I like that idea. Young or Lil. Young Thug. Yeah. Or <laughs> Young Jeezy. There's like a new, there's like a female rapper. It's like Ice Ice Spice. Yes. She's oh, a yes. female Yeah, she was too. on SNL. She was, she in- was the, one of the Barbie songs. Oh, she was? I yeah. thought she was all right. The, the main one. She was all right. All right, look, let me uh let's let me bring up the larger picture here for the MCU. Um aside from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, the last couple of movies have underperformed. The last couple of TV shows have not been the crowd pleasers that they were hoping. Loki. Loki, yeah. except for Loki. By the way, uh not to completely derail this, uh-huh. but there was there was a trailer for Echo that came out today too. Oh yeah, there's a uh, a new one uh advertising pretty much that it's coming out a day earlier on the 9th, the evening like 8 p.m. And, the, uh, and I, that it was super violent. Yeah, I didn't put it in there. It was a good trailer. I watched it. I was like, "Oh shit, I can't wait to watch this show. It looks great." So, that, five episodes. That yeah, five episodes all dropping at once. That might be great. But look, they've had problems this year and on top of that now they have they've run into this and lost their big bad villain they were building up to. Can is it, and then I you know they Victoria Alonso they let go. She's been around since the beginning, and rumors well, she's been gone for a bit for a little bit, but she's been there the majority of the time. This you know it was this year I think that happened, and then rumors that Kevin Feige uh, maybe uh, wanting to do something else. I oh really that's what that's what I'm hearing. I'm so I'm seeing rumblings of that. All that being said, is this a fucking uh, death nail for the MCU? Can they can they still survive this? No, it's not. Really? A, it's not a death nail. Just a little setback, a little bump. Are you I, saying I, no? It's not a death nail, or yes, no? They can't survive this. I don't think. I think that they could probably get some kind of excitement for the just the word "civil uh, secret wars." Yeah, but. If the elements, you can't just use the title alone. Like, I think the title alone and the idea that this big event is going to be happening yeah. will be exciting. And the fact that maybe some of the X-Men will appear or yeah. something like that, yeah. maybe Fantastic Four. But I think it's never going to reach the same heights. It's not. There's no way. There's nothing really sexy enough that's going to be like, whoa, we got to go check that out. And I don't think Marvel can make good movies anymore. I don't think the Disney machine can actually make good good stuff anymore. I just don't. Kevin Feige also recently said that they are never, they're not going to bring back Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. No, be, like this system that they have, they're not going to break it. Yeah. They're going to still do the previs. Right. They're still going to have Marvel the oversight. Method. Yeah. They're still going to have their method. They're going to kind of keep changing things as they go. Like all the stuff they say they're going to do differently. I don't think it's really going to change at all because it's still the company is inherently doing things this this way. Like across the board, Star Wars is the same thing. They're like they're greenlighting stuff. They have no idea what it is. Even fucking JJ Abrams like they have no idea what Ray's story was when yeah. he got on board. Like yeah. like they're just I don't think they're they're really thinking things through and actually So no, I don't know. I really don't have faith in it. I don't mm-hmm. have like I do have faith in the Marvel properties. Mm-hmm. Like Secret Wars would be great if they did it right. Right. But now, like they still have to get everything on on, on par. They have to get X Men running, so yeah. they're in, they could be that they get Fantastic Four running. Yeah. And then they have to create the Secret War. They have to 
and have to get everybody on board. You have to get Spider-Man in there because Spider-Man's a big piece of that. And uh, I don't know. They're already changing the, the Silver Surfer to be a girl. You know, from what I hear. Yeah. So, like, yeah, they're still doing the same stupid stuff. They're not really going, oh, we're going right back to the comics and we're going to stick to it this time. They're not doing that. So, I I don't believe it. This would be a great time to release the Fantastic Forecast. to be a great distraction uh, <laughs> after this. What do you think, Anthony? Uh, I mean, I don't think this is the death nail for them. I think they, I think the, the main problem for Marvel, once streaming hit, once the 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 burdens of having to provide five or six shows on top of four movies hit, I think that was too much for the Marvel machine and broke it in terms of like creative oversight. Yeah. We're making things on the fly now, having to do this with a TV medium. So and then over hiring and and quality control all went down. So I think right now they are pulling back a lot of stuff. So that's a good move. A lot of it's by design, right? Or not a lot of it they were forced to do because of yeah. the writer's strike, too. Yeah. So. They need to save money, too. Yes. Yeah, and, and streaming is not what... the Streaming in 2020 is not what it is in 2023, not going into 2024 for Disney. It's not about... It has to turn a profit. So they have to pull back on stuff. So maybe this, so they're forced to do this. So we'll see what it looks like now that all the stuff that was made in the, what I'll call... Let's just get everything. Let's just throw shit at the wall era. Yeah. yeah. Now that that's like all kind of cleared out because I think we're getting the last of that. I think uh, Echo. Yeah. Is really like maybe even last. And maybe that even got changed a little bit. But every, everything else that's coming out now is going to be under like this new slower down pace. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I think there's certainly some opportunity for them to write the ship. But uh, it's kind of a wait and see approach. And like, the last few things haven't been good. But I'm willing to see what happens with um, them pulling back. Well, let's think about let's think about um, the Black Panther movie. Yeah, like that was supposedly going to be like okay, our, we're going getting back into in the Quantumania After that, like it was just we liked the movie. I guess we liked it, parts of it's the Black not Panther, bad, and they had you know this big task that was thrown at them. This big change right. with the well, you know. the, the problem with Black Panther, in my opinion. I, I like the movie. I don't love that movie. Yeah. I think with the problem with that movie is not the, the curveball they got thrown. I actually think they handled that really well. Yeah. I think it, a lot of it goes back to them serving too much, too many masters. I think the Ironheart plot was not really necessary. doesn't work Yeah, in that movie and actually bloats the movie and makes yeah. it more confusing. And that's all to set up a show. So if you just don't have that, I think that streamlines the movie a little bit more. Absolutely. If it was more just about Namor and the relationship between the Atlanteans and the Wakandans and shit, like right. you didn't need the Riri Williams. That, that throws a plot, the movie into like a whole like side thing that doesn't need to happen. I mean, they fucked up a show with Sam Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn, Olivia Coleman, Amelia Clark, yeah. Kingsley Benadire. How do you fuck up a show with this talent? And they fucking did it. Which was surprising. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, that was bad. Listener, let us know what you think. Is this uh, what you think where Marvel's headed? Join the conversation. Join our Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. Jock and Nerd it is a closed hey, group. I mean, it could get it, it could get worse, but they're they're pretty they're pretty much close to the as bad as it can be thus far. Look, can, yeah. we anal- can we do a sports analogy? Can we do a sports analogy? So oh, like, let's let's say let's hear it, this. <laughs> I, I, I'm just uh, I'm not going to say anything specific, but I'm saying oh. when a team goes cold. 
they usually don't come back for a while. They, you know, they how, years if they how have long multiple does it take? losses. Like, yeah. yeah, like the Jets never came back. <laughs> uh, your teams come back. Teams are, teams like come back Knicks, in season. But the Nets, but sometimes like any of the any takes, New York teams takes decades. Sometimes I, what I would equate it to is like. There's these dynasties like the Celtics yeah, or the Lakers yeah, yeah. that like go on these runs and yeah. they, like the Celtics in the 60s won. Then they like went down for a period and they come back. Yeah. The, the only problem with movies, but the difference between movies and sports is um, people are very, very loyal to sports. Thus, they still make money. Yeah. Um, people's interest in movies will change, yeah. shift. They wane a lot quicker. Yeah. 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 So it's even works even more against Marvel then. Yeah. Well, it could. It could. I mean, the the yeah, it could. Look, here's some more good and bad things. Like, I'm really looking forward to Deadpool three. It's the only movie I, I like. I, I'm looking forward to that. Deadpool I mean, 3. oh my god, yeah, it'll, it'll be a good time. Uh, be a good time. Uh, I just read a thing. We may get a trailer in February. That would make sense. Uh, there's some fake trailers out there. Don't believe it. But I think Deadpool three has the potential to make a billion dollars and kind of bring them back. The, now, what I'm really concerned with is after that. Captain America 4, Captain America Brave New World. Uh, if you don't know, like this movie has essentially been shot and in the can for a while and has not been testing well at all. And this new report says they have hired another writer, uh, a guy who wrote on Moon Knight, Matthew Orton, to write new scenes and new material for like an extended reshoot that's going to happen this spring and i've heard that they are changing huge parts of this movie that are not working so it could go one of two ways either a this movie is a fucking mess and it's going to be a disaster or they're taking their time to actually go back spend the money do it right uh you know these i think these are more than just your I normal thought that the movie was like involving like some kind of middle eastern thing so like they wanted to get to get yeah. away from that well is there the red that. hulk also in this does he you have harrison ford no, he, as president ross he's right though there there was rumors that it was supposed to have an israeli here super oh right that right and that may have also have to comp- and that could have been a huge plot line right we don't know they may have to yeah. rewrite like half the movie uh, I'll just say that, that if that's the case, Captain America with Anthony Mackie has been just cursed because the yeah. uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to have a, a contagion right. disease storyline that they had to shit yes, out. Yes, because of the they, they cover up midway through because of COVID, and now you got yeah. this. And then they went terrorists there, and then that didn't really work. But well, the problem, the the only thing I would say about this is none of this sounds very good. Yeah. Um. I didn't like the writing choice for this one. They can't. They they hired the writer originally that wrote Falcon and Winter Soldier, and I didn't yeah. really like yeah. the way that move that show went. And then they were like, "Oh, you did good. Let's do Captain America four. So I didn't really get that. Well, we'll see. I mean, there's. I, I also this movie I think was super affected by the writer strike. So yeah, yeah. This I think they had to. I mean, the best shit in that re re up the engine. The, this one. As far as like the best shit in that show to me was his conversations with Carl Lumley about, you know, what does it mean to be a black cat yeah. in America in America? And then it did give us uh, a U.S. agent, Wyatt, Wyatt Russell, uh, which was fantastic. Well, but currently then, watching in Monarch. Yes, we'll get to that at the end. But then they had that whole redheaded, curly hair girl terrorist thing that didn't really make a lot of sense what the fuck they were doing. Uh, but, you know, I want to see it ends with him giving this super 
yeah. Um, <laughs> pa- uh, patriotic Pre-G, speech that comes yeah, off, yeah, that little, comes yeah. off really bad. And, and you're right. Anthony Maggie deserves better as get, to get in the mantle and like reluctantly taking the shield. Like he should well, get the, a good the problem movie. with that show in retrospect too was Captain or uh, Endgame ends with him not wanting it, being like, no, no. Endgame ends with him being like, okay, I'll take oh, it. Oh, right, right. Like, right. I don't. I, I'll. You know, like it's an honor. Like yeah. I can't believe you chose me. I don't know if I could live up to it, but I can't take it. Yeah. And then the first episode of this show is he's like, I don't want it. I'll yeah. donate it to a museum. It's like, yeah, and he's got to get. No, that doesn't. That doesn't add up to what he would have done. Like he, we just saw him accept it. Also, Rhodey was a scroll the whole fucking time. What are you oh, talking that's to? Terrible. <laughs> I knew it. What a mess. What a mess. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. We will see what will happen. Uh, but uh, I got. I'm crossing my fingers, Marvel. Come on, you can write this. You can pull it up. Pull up. Pull up. Just hey, pull, pull up. Yo, pull up. Pull up. You know yo. what that means? What is that? Uh, means like show up. Come on. Yeah, come here. Yeah, yeah. Yo, pull, pull up. up. Yo, pull up. Yeah. Roll up, bitch. Pull up, Ohio skibbity. <laughs> yeah. Now you're okay. Just blazing. Now, yeah. Now I'm just what? Yes. Glazing us. Glazing. Is that like trolling? I think so. Yeah. Glazing. I just heard that when I was. Oh. Like uh, over. Oh, overhyping. That makes me want to eat a donut when you say that. That's exact. I heard it on a podcast, but they were joke. They were in probably your age, and they were saying this stuff. They're like glazing. They're just glazing us. Chocolate glaze. Like they're trying to talk like the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have no business saying sucking it. up to them. That's what yeah. it is. Oh, okay. Or yeah, over, yeah. overhyping something. I oh, I see. Glaze it. I'm overhyping it. You're wow, that I extra, learned... Yeah, that, I guess that does make sense, right? Because a glaze yeah. on a donut would it's be gonna... like adding more to the donut. Yeah. It's, it's not you don't necessary. Need the glaze, no, you right? don't. It's yeah. not necessary, yeah. but it's yummy. <laughs> oh, I we learned another one today. Yay. There we go. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Your place for this vernacular. Let's move on to some trailers. I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on some trailers and things coming out. Uh, Dune 2 was one of the movies that uh, got pushed back due to the writer's strike. Uh, They've actually, we talked about the first trailer. They put out three trailers. We didn't talk about the second trailer. It doesn't matter because they just put out a third trailer. And holy shit, is this thing gorgeous? Geek mode has got me super fucking psyched for this movie. Uh, you know, I love I really like the first one so much. It left me hanging that I had to go watch the David Lynch 1984 crazy movie to find out what the fuck the rest of the story is, because I'm not reading a fucking 600 page book. So I found out and then I found out all the action is in the back half of this fucking story. And that's what we get in this trailer. Uh, Anthony uh, comments. Jesus. I know. Uh, did you like the first one? I can't remember. No. No, did you didn't. Like you thought it was one. a little boring, perhaps a little slow. I thought it was boring. I yeah. couldn't follow it. I thought, yeah, I thought it moved really slowly. I had a lot, a tough time following everything that was happening sure. and all the names and all that stuff. Sure. I was very disappointed in the first one. I don't know that I have high hopes for the second one, given the first one. That being said, the trailer was very epic. Dude, that's it, an amazing it was, trailer. It was cut really well. Yeah. They, similar to the first one, they have an amazing cast. Dennis Villeneuve, whatever, yeah. however you say his name, yeah. is a really good visual director and can put together like yeah. amazing stuff. So I guess I might be willing to see this. I would need like someone to do a rough recap of Dune Part One for me. Oh, you I could find really those. forgot yeah. everything, and I could probably I'll do that do it. online. It's fine, yeah. no problem. But yeah, it looks great. Trailer looked awesome, epic, amazing. It's really well cut and gets you hyped. Uh, joining the cast this time, you got Florence Pugh, Austin Butler. Uh, Christopher Walken, 
uh, joining, you know, Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, Zendaya, Javier Bardem, Josh Brolin, Dave Bautista, Skellen Skarsgård, Tim Blake Nelson, a lot of people. So many people. A lot of people in this movie. The shit they show in here, the explosions, the scale of the armies, the scale of these sandworms. There's three of them coming out. Fucking dope. Uh, Rugs, what do you think? Are you excited? You're a big Dune guy. Yeah, I, I do like Dune. Uh, I'm not sure how stoked I am for these movies. Uh, I did like the movie, but I I thought it was lacking. Also, remember if you remember what yeah, I talked about, yeah. I, was like, yeah, I, I thought it was very well made, and I thought it was really well acted and put together beautifully. But I feel like there was something missing, and uh, it wasn't visceral enough. Yeah, and this seems to be a little bit more action oriented, a little bit more urgency. So that excites me, but it, you know, like just because the last part of the story is going to be action packed and yeah. have some cool stuff in it, I already know what happens. So it's like I'm not waiting to see how it unfolds. But it's how they so do I, it. It's, yeah, how yeah. are they going to do it? Silence. Yeah. So I am somewhat uh, enthused about it, but I'm not over the moon. I'm really? just like I'm just like cautiously optimistic. Uh, I do think that there's a better movie of Dune out there somewhere if someone wants to make it. But uh, I think that this is, I guess, as good as we're going to get. So Tim Chalamet uh, bringing in some numbers as Wonka. Uh, so he's his star is on the rise there. Like when we saw Minus One, yeah, right? Yeah. Minus One. And we go, oh, this is a Godzilla movie we've been waiting to see our whole lives. You know, like this is like a terrifying Godzilla he looks right. He's CG, but he looks right. And all that stuff. Like, there's still a version of Dune that's like that. That's we, we haven't gotten yet. Well, we've only been given half the fucking movie. Maybe this will uh, complete it. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. This, you never know. Anything could happen. The, the scale of these armies and just all the people and then the riding the fucking yeah, it looks interesting. sandworms is dope. Hey, I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I hope I love it. Here's the one thing I noticed. There's a total of maybe two or three colors in this whole movie yeah when it's not oh, yeah. brown it's like orange explosions and it's for like some reason brown. yeah it's dark brown and then for some reason it's black and white in one part yeah like i would like to Where's see the a color? more color and yeah the, and that, well there is color it's the color of those people's eyes it's blue oh yes her blue eyes and Daya's blue eyes very striking all of them have blue eyes i guess yeah but like what it's all people are those are those the friend the, Fre- the fremen the fremen the fremen, fremen. fremen. and the Benny Gesserits. But oh, it's man, so fucking it's fucking brown. This whole thing is just dirt brown. The trailer was awesome. The trailer I mean, it makes was the awesome. movie look really yeah, exciting. Absolutely. But I fell for that in the first one. I thought the yeah, movie would be more exciting. Yeah. 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 Uh, March 1st, 2024, coming out. Okay, let's move on uh, to something a little more fun. This can be coming out summer <laughs> 2024 on Netflix. Yes, he's back. Axel this movie Foley. has been like in the works for what? 10, 15, 20 years. Oh, easily. Since like the, third, the third one came out, they were Sorry trying to, to make it. But- it's Beverly Hills Cop 4, our first official yeah. teaser trailer uh, showing us Eddie Murphy uh, and returning Judge Reinhold as Rosewood uh, and uh, John Ashton as Taggart, Kevin Bacon joining the cast, JGL, Joseph Gordon-Levitt joining the cast. You got Bronson Pinjo as Serge. What is this pertaining? Pertaining. What is it pertaining? <laughs> Paul Reiser. Uh, Everyone's back. Anthony, you got to look at this. What did you think of the tone in this first trailer? 
I, I so I love the first Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, I really like the second one. Uh, the third one I watched as a kid and liked it. If I probably if I watched it now, I might not like it as much. For me, Beverly Hills Cop was always all about like Eddie Murphy's interactions with different people. Yeah, this one. Um, I like the the return of everybody. It seems very action heavy. Yeah, like explosive explosions and Our stuff. Crashes. I never thought Beverly Hills was like much. Like it was. It's a good action movie, but it was never focused on that. So interesting to see that. Um, I think Netflix is a good landing spot for this. Yeah. Um, you don't think people are gonna run out to the theaters to watch it? No, I, I think I think that I think. I think the ship has long sailed on Eddie Murphy being a box office draw. He just put out this Candy Cane Lane also on streaming. A lot of his last movies, Dolomite was on streaming. Uh, he also he's sixty two. He looks fucking great in this trailer. He looks great for sixty two. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the storyline is for him to keep coming back to Beverly Hills. Yeah. As a Detroit cop, Rose Maybe he retired there. Yeah. And why is he still wearing the same jacket? But oh, I um, love that he has the same jacket. Come on. <laughs> I mean, some of the action bits, like it reminded me of like an 80s action. Like it had a throwback a feel. I was like, oh, I like this. And then mixing in the, the Axel F theme with fucking Biggie Smalls was also dope in the trailer. I thought got me. Yeah, I, I think I think it has. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. Right. What do you think? <laughs> what does Ruggs think? Ruggs, what do you think? Well, the fact that it's on Netflix is like there's no barrier to me watching it right. like i'm no i'm gonna be bored enough to watch it at some point yeah and since i'm not getting up going somewhere like having to be somewhere or you know schedule my what my life around uh going to see this yeah like i'm not gonna be as harsh on it probably and um yeah so there's no stakes to it being good or bad it's it just like do i have any interest to watch it and i do out of curiosity, I, it's not going to be the first thing I watch, but it's definitely over the whenever they release this fucking summertime. Thing, it's a great summertime Netflix fucking. I'll probably make time to sit down and I mean, watch. He's it, in so. the back seat of the car with Rosewood and Taggart. I like Eddie Murphy. Yeah. I like Eddie Murphy. I yeah. feel like that he's still funny sometimes when I see him on talk shows. Yeah, he's still able to make people laugh. He tells stories about his, his kids and stuff, yeah. and they're funny. Yeah. So, uh, uh, speaking of scheduling, yeah. I forgot to mention Dune Part 2 will be Dennis Villeneuve's longest movie yet. It's coming in at like two hours, 47 minutes. So mm. Another another ass cheek break. Yeah, there. get your fucking bladder <laughs> bag ready. Um, the one thing I have to mention, though, is I haven't seen it, but I know what you guys saw, saw or saw had had seen it. Um, Coming to America too wasn't that good, right? Was not good. No, no. So that's that's a little bit of my like. Does Eddie care about these things enough to make these actually good? I think that Coming to America was such a specific movie. Yeah, that like is about. Yeah, it was like it. It was of its time. You can't really Beverly Hills Cop. It's just a. It's it's just a cop movie. It's like a detective movie. Yeah, it's like with jokes. Yeah. No, the I think you could. I think you could make one. Yeah, like yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. Coming to America, uh, it just was something of its time. Well, I, there was I don't like know. that coming to America thing. There was like a whole run of these movies that were making sequels thirty years later that were all kind of the same. You know, you had the Bill and Ted's, you had the Jay and Silent Bob, you had uh, the Coming to America, uh, Borat. It was all like just them and then their kids, and uh, every movie was the same, and the kids end up helping them and. 
Well, yeah, this is like the twenty-year nostalgia thing. Yeah, it was. The, it's like it's a pattern that they do yeah, all the time. Like every one of those movies that were coming back were like the same fucking movies. So you like, remember in the seventies they had like the fifties yeah. comeback, yep, and they yep. had like Grease and like yep. Sha Na Na and yep. all that stuff. Yeah. So and Happy Days. Yeah. With Fonz come back. So there's always like a yeah. twenty-year. There's a twenty-year revolving Cyclical. thing where like where people like grow up with stuff and then they. It they comes back the in there when they have when they have disposable income to to buy. It's all and th- like that's the other thing I loved. The nostalgia in this is also working. It's directed by Mark Malloy, who uh, I don't. know. He's not really done. Well, this is like his first big movie. Hmm, okay. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> first time in, in the big he's game. He's just been directing videos. He's got four videos, and now this is his videos. What do you mean videos? It says video. I don't know. They're called Apple. A- oh, videos for. Apple, Apple iPad homework, Apple at work, the underdog. I don't know what these are. Oh, Nissan oh. shoulder of giants video. Oh, who who is he related to? Who's who's getting this? He knew he owes somebody to get this fucking. Who's, who's he the nephew of? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Last trailer for the news segment. We got a new flick uh, from one Alex Garland. Oh, we may the maker know of Ex Machina Ex Ma- and Annihilation. Right. We reviewed. Yeah. Anthony, did you like Annihilation? I also don't remember. I was not on that show. I had a I had oh, an issue right. that one, but uh, that's right. that movie was fucking weird. I kind of like, don't like know that. that I like that movie. Yeah, but I would also like if someone was gonna say say what's the weirdest movie you've watched, I'd say go watch that one. Yeah, Figured, yeah. Tell me what you think about that one. He is a very interesting writer director. Can be slow and ambiguous and really heady at times. His new movie from A twenty four is called Civil War. No, not Captain America Civil War. Just the actual Civil War. Well, uh, it's uh, from A24. Apparently, it's their biggest budget movie they've made yet. Um, and it's got it, Kirsten Dunst Kir- yes. and her husband. Yes, Kirsten Dunst. Jesse Plemons. Jesse Plemons. Kirsten Dunst playing a journalist. Nick Offerman as the president. You hear, basically, the trailer sets up this uh, future America where 19 states have seceded. There's something called the Western Forces where California and Texas have joined together. I don't know how the fuck that works out. Yeah, I don't know if those two states have joined <laughs> I don't together. know that ever happened. But the trailer goes on to be kind of frightening. I'm like, is this a documentary? So of is course. Th- is this? Is, I mean, crying. wow. Like the scene where the Jesse Plemons is playing military dude and the guy's like, hold on, I'm an American. And, he got, and Jesse Plemons just looks at him and goes, oh, yeah? What kind of American? I was like, holy shit. Holy shit. So like. The original Civil War. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The whole entire South was like, it was fuck Iron this. Man and Captain America were on no, different. Oh, sorry. No. The whole entire South <laughs> was like, fuck this. We we want to do business our way, do things our way. Yeah. And they seceded. Yeah. So then we went to war with them yeah. and made them come back. Is that right. what they happened? They were defeated. Yes. Well, they, well, technically they were. They were reconquered into the America. Well, they were. Um, or they agreed, okay, we'll stop fighting. We'll come back. I forget what the term the term is 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 escaping me, but they were essentially um in yeah insurrectionists. They were oh insurrectionists, uh, sure. They 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 were yeah they were plotting to take down the government, which was a crime. So we didn't. Right. It, technically, they we were taking out the insurrectionists by doing that. So you took the you took out the insurrectionists, and then everybody said, "Oh, we'll come back." And that was that. I don't think they had a choice. So is, <laughs> is, is that how it would work out? Like if it happened again, that's why I'm yeah asking. you you would. Put take down the the warring faction until they didn't have enough left to fight. 
And then to the winner goes the spoils. The president in this one is bombing his own people. Uh, Anthony, what, yes. just uh, as a movie, did this pique your interest? Would you? Yeah, it actually was pretty interesting. Right? Uh, the first thing that I noticed was A24, which yeah. is a good studio. Yeah. And then I watched the trailer and went, wow, this looks like a summer blockbuster that yeah. they're putting out. Yeah. This has to be expensive. And then you confirm that this is the most expensive thing they've done because yeah. A24 usually does a lot. Of how much is they, how much they spend on it? Uh, I don't know how much. I'll find out. Go ahead. I'll find out. Yeah. They do, million do a lot of like smaller stuff, more yeah. personal stories. Um, so this looks interesting. The The guy that's playing it's the guy that played El Chapo in uh, Narcos. Yes. Not El Chapo. Uh, Escobar. Escobar, Paulo Escobar, uh, a Brazilian actor. Apparently, budget is probably around seventy-five million. Oh, okay, that's healthy. Yeah, but it's the most it expensive. Did look interesting. For, yeah, this look fucking fascinating. So, uh, aside from like the the politics and whatnot, the thing is, Alex Garland, he's an Englishman, he's British. So this essentially is a look from like an outsider, and like some people are going to be like, "Oh, this is a red state movie, blue state movie." No, no, it's a look from an outsider at the current state of politics, and this is. His reaction and his artistic interpretation or whatever, or this kind of sci-fi future. Is it even science fiction? I don't know what kind of genre this is, but I find it interesting to see from kind of an outsider what he thinks is going to happen uh, if shit hits the fan. I don't know. I, I'm dubious on this because you immediately you have Texas and California yeah, teaming will, up together. I, I, will, I will watch this movie I, just to see I, how that happens. I'm like, those two states are diametrically opposed. Yeah. People are leaving California to go to Texas. I mean, right. shit's got to get real fucked up for those two to be like, you know what? We should align. So it's like, I'm already like, okay, the, the, the reality in this is kind of like not there. And so you're supposed to like, now this is an alternate reality where Texas and California are cool with each other and want to be, be buddies. Yeah. So that could be the sci-fi part of it, right? Is what, what is going on here? But holy shit, it's chilling. I, I just think you have to do so much homework to get everybody up to speed on what everybody's states like, no. uh, thoughts are. No, you just set it up with news fucking anchors audio in the beginning of the movie and you're done. You're just not going to jump in. Nine, okay. 19 states have seceded. That's all you need to know. Okay. I don't know. Frightening though. It's a little frightening. Uh, that's spring 2024. Also, we will be getting. Okay, let's take a quick break here, fellas. We'll play some promos, and we are going to be talking about the last outing for one Indiana Jones. Coming up right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. What's up? This is Brian, and I'm the host of Citizens of Pawnee, a Parks and Recreation podcast. That's right, a podcast dedicated to my favorite TV show, Parks and Rec. Every week I discuss my favorite things about the show, which include character breakdowns, episode rewatches, and other random facts and tidbits about the show. You can find me on Instagram at Citizens of Pawnee Podcast and listen wherever you get your podcast now. You will literally love it. What's up, Jock and Nerd Nation? This is Logan at Mostly Superheroes, a podcast that was partly inspired by the Jock and Nerd podcast. We talk about a lot of the same stuff, MCU, DC heavy, with other content that comes out of HBO Max, Amazon Prime, Netflix, and more. We're committing to doing something new every day in 2021, so come join the fun, check out the schedule. Find us at MostlySuperheroes.com and enjoy the rest of the show. Doc and Nerd 
Listener, if you enjoy this show, it is a fantabulous time to join our Patreon fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jock and Nerd! You can give back, support the show on a monthly or annual basis, and get stuff based on the tier of support that you choose. There is stuff like an exclusive podcast feed where the shows come out early. We post bonus content like instant reactions, additional movie reviews. Uh, last week, we had a little fun music discussion about Gen X anthems. Uh, it was lots of fun. That's on the feed. Check it out. You can also hang out with us on our monthly Discord hangout. We do. Uh, we just had one last week. It was lots of fun. The improbable happened. Brian Goff and Matt Dalhauer were there at the same time, and they have the same exact voice. I'm convinced they're the same person. We should do like the take the the audio of that. Yeah, I'm convinced one of them is ventriloquizing the other one. Something. Yeah. It was it was wild. Uh, so if you want to check that out, the next one uh, will be next year, January 2024, Thursday, January 18th, 2024, in the new year. And there's a tier where you can pick a movie uh, you want us to review. There's a tier where you get an exclusive T-shirt. Lots of fun stuff over on Patreon. Jogginner.com slash Patreon. Check it out now. Link in the episode description. Okay, this week we are going to be reviewing Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Here's your spoiler alert. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. So here's the thing. This movie came out earlier this year, June, uh, in the theaters. And I went to see it. Because I love Indiana Jones and I was excited to see a new Indiana Jones movie and I saw it and I came back and I was like, eh, you know what? I'm not going to force the guys to watch the movie. <laughs> Initially, I was, it was okay, but it's now on Disney Plus. Makes it a lot easier. And uh, with second watch, my opinion may have changed. We we're going to find out, but this is the fifth and apparently final Indiana Jones movie because Harrison Ford is 80 something. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, the movie currently is sitting at 69%. Nice. Nice. <laughs> on, uh, 69, critics. dude. That's 6.4 out of 10 critics. Audience rating, 88%. Uh, and then here's where things go kind of south. The budget of this movie, for some reason, uh, listed between 295 and 300 million fucking dollars. Oh my god. Oh, shit. Yeah. 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 Damn. damn. Opening weekend <laughs> domestic, it does 60 million opening weekend. Currently, it's sitting uh, at a worldwide of a $383 million and 174 that is from domestic take. Uh, this is approximately, uh, when all the numbers are crunched, apparently a hundred million dollar loss mm. for Disney. So it's a pretty big, uh, commercial flop there. Uh, this is the only film in the Indiana Jones series that is neither directed by Steven Spielberg or conceived by George Lucas. They are both executive producers on this one. It is directed by James Mangold who has given us Logan, Ford versus Ferrari, lots of other great movies, written by David Kiep and Jez and John Henry Butterworth. Uh, they're siblings. It's a writing duo. The Butterworths. I prefer Jez Butterworth. Je Mrs. Butterworth. So they make yeah. delicious syrup uh, from my pancakes. <laughs> uh, coming back for the last time, of course, Harrison Ford is Indiana Jones. Phoebe Waller-Bridge playing Helena, his goddaughter. Antonio Banderas in a quick cameo. 
Karen Allen playing Marion in a quick cameo. John Rhys Davis coming back as Sala. Indy. Uh, and you got Toby Jones playing Basil Shaw, a buddy of his. Boyd Holbrook as one of the bad guys. Mads Mickelson as the main bad dude, Dr. Voller, uh, and some other people. That's your main cast there. Uh, Anthony. Yes. Uh, you have not watched this before, correct? No. Uh, so let us know kind of your history with Indiana Jones and then uh, dive into the plot of what happens in this PG-13 Two hour and thirty seven minute movie. It's a little on the long side, also. Yes, yes. Third yes. Indiana I, Jones movie. I have never been a big indie G- Indiana Jones fan. I remember seeing clips of the one with uh, what's his name, the little John Connery. Little, Short round. No, no. Temple Short of round. Doom. Yeah, yeah. And I remember seeing hey, a dude get his heart taken out. Yes, Molaram. Yeah, Kaliman. S- snakes and stuff. Oh, so he hates snakes. Knew all about all the like seeing that stuff, but never really watch the films in in totality i did for the 80s tournament watch the first one raiders um, that was all right you know I, good for its time all right raiders obviously is a, a big uh big big blockbuster for its time yeah. and considered an all-timer didn't ever get around to watching two three or four in totality so like i said not a big indie fan um as far as this one what happens this is set in the late 60s Correct. and Indy is a thousand years old. No, uh, he's somewhere. The math does not make sense, by the way, for what it's worth. That's the first thing I noticed. So this movie is supposed to be 20 years after the World War Two, right? Yeah, it's 1969. And then. His, yeah, so it's 20 years yeah. after his adventures. Yeah. Yeah. But he looks like he's 80. He is. 80. So you're telling me he's like 60 during his adventures. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, that's a good point. And the reason that doesn't <laughs> further doesn't make any sense is actually it's been 40 years yes. since he's done those movies. Yes. So anyways, that math isn't as the kids say these days, the math ain't mathing. Um, but otherwise, anyways, he's in his 60s and he's kind of just this professor teaching about archaeology when all of a sudden his goddaughter shows up. And brings him back into an adventure with a artifact that someone he met in the 1940s from Nazi Germany uh, that he killed. He thought he killed is now also after this artifact that can change everything. And he's on another adventure. The antidote. Come on, tell me you don't get fucking goosebumps when you hear that fucking music. Well, you do. I do. I don't have the nostalgia that. To it, okay. Wait, but. before we find out what you thought, we heard your history. I'm gonna break down mine real quick. I loved Indiana Jones partly because I think my dad took me to see Temple of Doom in the theater when I was very little, and I saw people speaking Urdu and pulling a heart <laughs> out of a fucking guy. And I fucking love that movie. I love Last Crusade. That I went back and I watched Raiders. The fourth one is is shit, uh, but. I've always loved Indiana Jones. I love the music. The wit. I wanted that hat for a long time. The fedora, <laughs> the whole getup. So I was excited to see this. Rugs, what's your feeling on the Indiana Jones franchise? Indiana Jones to me, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark was always like a good movie. I didn't like Temple of Doom that much, uh, but I liked the third one because uh, I, I got into the whole like uh, Holy Grail shit. Yeah, that like really drew me. Yeah. So uh, what were they looking for in the Temple of Doom? Uh, there was the Stones of Shankara. Yeah, see, I wasn't able to latch on. So they've all been like holy relics, except for this movie. They don't do that this time. 
Yeah. So uh, the whole Christian a lot of religious you know, thing stuff. with the Holy Grail, the father son dynamic. Yep. I thought it, it was really good. So I liked the last crusade and I thought, okay, that's the last one. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that's yeah. it's over. With. And um, so I was very flabbergasted. They were continue with him being old. Cause this is a young man's game. This is old Indiana Jones thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I like, I like the movies. They're not like my go-to, but I, there's a nostalgia to them. They're, they are a staple. Like, there's movies like Jaws and like yeah. Indiana Iconic. Jones. Everybody, everybody just knows their classics yeah. and everybody knows that they're great. I don't watch them that often, yeah. but I, I do have a high regard for them. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, no, Last Crusade, Sean Connery, perfectly fucking cast as his dad. And yeah, that should have been the ending. Okay, but it wasn't. Anthony. Yes. What'd you think after watching this movie? This is what my generation would say. It's I. It's I. It's mid. <laughs> yeah, that's what the kid. That's what the kids are saying. Okay. Mid. It's okay. I mean, don't have a huge connection as mentioned to indie. Feel like the movie is very long. Yeah. There's a weird gloss to it. The indie movies. Well, the first one. A lot of it was very revolutionary because it was a lot was shot on screen with real stunts. And there's a a weird. CGI glossed everything that at times makes it look a little like look nostalgic, but then at times makes it look like a video game. Um, like the train scene, and there's some scenes in in old Syracuse that look weird. It's okay. Like I, I, there's some good action. It's there's some fun comedy, but I just think it's just an okay movie. Like um, I think what really takes me out of it is the fact that Harrison Ford is 80 years old. Did you not there's buy just no the, way the uh, 20 he's minute. dodging? There's just no way he's doing any <laughs> of this. It just, he, they're not even hiding. Like they're, he's old and he looks old and they, they show him shirtless in the beginning. And he, he's an old man. I just I don't believe he can do this adventure. And the furthermore, I don't the, the girl completely forgettable. First off, doesn't look all that athletic either. No. So it's it's just two unbelievable people hanging out and doing this adventure that I don't think they could do. Yeah, I feel like it's, it is ill conceived. Yeah, uh, it's not necessary, idea. right? The whole movie is no, it doesn't not, even need to happen. It does not well, necessary. Look, I had a good time watching this movie, and I didn't think it was as bad as everybody had said yeah, it was. But I agree. I clearly could see that. It's an annoying film and it annoys you in a lot of ways while you're watching it, but it has enough charm to like kind of win you over it in it, its like nostalgia factor, I guess. Yeah. So like it's it's battling itself the whole time. It's working against itself the whole time. Yes. So it's too long. Right. Yeah. Uh, they do improbable things that are like like he's get shot. And like For he like doesn't 30 die, minutes, he's shot. Yes, at the he end. doesn't even pass yes. out. And then Phoebe Waller Bridge yeah. uh, knocks him out for like a month. Yeah, so we'll it, get to that. Yeah, yeah he's like, he's unconscious for a long time. Like this for just, the resolution. And then there's like uh like things that they did that made no sense. Like they had that CG, um, version of yeah. Indiana the, like running on top of the train when they could have clearly just used a stuntman and made it more believable. The first 20 minutes of this movie is a it takes place in the 40s and it is a CGI. It takes place on PlayStation 5. It's a CGI. That's, exactly. that's where it takes place. That's the same train line they used by the way for Mission Impossible 7 that they had 
that production had to wait for them to be done before they could use that train line. Uh, yeah. So similar it, train on top of train shenanigans. We'll just take compare the two. Like the the nail biting crazy train scene in that movie oh, is amazing. With this movie, yeah. No, no comparison. Yeah. It's like yeah. it just yeah. that this it seemed more real in, in Mission Impossible. It just oh, absolutely real because they were on the first standing and on the there was an train. old man doing stunts. Yes, there. no, but Tom Cruise <laughs> and and Isai Morales were on the fucking moving train. Unlike this movie, where I don't think they were actually right. On the so. Train. It had a lot. Uh, it had a lot of stuff that w- didn't quite work. Like, and Anthony said, like Phoebe Waller Bridge looked like not athletic at all and very lanky. But yet, you, you, they make you want to try to believe that she could do all this stuff. Um, and you know what? I I don't think they really earned it either. Like, for example, they didn't set up that character good enough. They could have, like, they could have really like. Because she just kind of appears out of nowhere. Yeah. She's in one scene in a flashback for like two seconds. Yeah. And you're supposed to believe they have this bond, that the, she knows him. and Wombat. Yeah, they have, that he's got, he came up with a name for her. Like, like all this stuff. And it's like, it, they could have built that up a little bit more. Yeah. Like, that would have been a better place to use CG Harrison Ford and just maybe use the stuntman that you can shoot from far away in the other shots. So just to give like that, that, that reality that you need in these movies. Um, but yeah, it was just a strange movie. I, um, I had fun though. I felt like I just felt it was a little too long. It didn't need to be that long. I don't know. Mad Mickelson was okay. as a bad guy. I thought that was, everybody acted well. Yeah. So look, I'll give you my high level thoughts that I did enjoy it a little more the second time. Uh, but you're, it is a mix of good and bad, right? It is a movie. That could should be better, but it could have been worse. I thought the it was really well made in terms of the sets, the production, uh, the nostalgia, the Easter eggs, the locations. I thought the performances were good. I really thought Phoebe Waller-Bridge Harrison Ford had an amazing chemistry. Like the second time I watched it, I really dug both of them. I liked her a lot. Uh, the de-aging CGI sometimes looks great and sometimes looks really weird. Uh, they so- overused it. Yeah, they overused. So, it. They leaned I mean, on it too hard. I mean, you got this like his old his voice is really old man coming out of this like younger body. Like that's really noticeable. Uh, but I uh, at the end watching this second time, and the end is completely wild and kind of silly. I did enjoy the nostalgia bait. Uh, they do do this thing that like I don't know if it's a Kathleen Kennedy thing because she's done it again where you take this iconic character coming back and now he's old and depressed. And then you introduce a young woman and she kind of takes over like Ray. What does that sound like? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. What does that sound like? So was critical drinker has a field day with this type of stuff. I mean, it's the same fucking thing. Like, what are you doing? But the callbacks to all the movies, I appreciated. Some of them felt a little forced, but I did enjoy the adventure. What were the callbacks for someone that's not an indie fan? So they, they go through that head. cave where there's all those bugs. That's from Temple oh, was of Doom. Was that like Doom. the first one? With that's the... Temple of Doom. That was in Temple oh, of Doom. Got it. Uh, there is uh, paintings in his apartment that you see in Last Crusade that his father had. Uh, there's, uh, what's the other one? Uh, I had a couple of them here, but there's a lot. Oh, you got a sidekick like Short Round, except it's Teddy yep. in this one. Right. So that's another thing. So you got uh, chases and they go, they do something new. They go underwater, which I don't know how effective that whole scene was. And it's also weird that they introduce 
fucking Antonio Banderas and then just kill him. A lot of the people close to him get murdered and he doesn't really seem to be upset. And, and that little kid murders somebody. That little kid left a dude to drown in the fucking thing. I was like, and he didn't feel bad about it at all. Like never no, comes up again. Not even ever, never even talked about it. I was it. like, that's dark. Poor Sala. Sala is like, Indy, I would love to go on one last journey adventure with you. And, and he's just like, no. You stay here. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm going on my own. I was like, come on. You got to do Salah like that. Well, he's got like grandkids. Yeah, he doesn't want them to die. Yeah, you he's know? got lots of kids. But I want to get him to go, Indy. Uh, but I thought Harrison Ford's performance, he does manage to put some emotion in this when it, yeah. when, when, when it's needed. And like as a final piece, the end is kind of satisfying and kind of weird with Marion coming back. But I want to get into some of the things, some of the details. Anything else anybody wants to mention? Well, I just thought that bringing Marion back at the end was really not a good idea either. Like the way that that it happened, I don't know. I just felt like it was a very strange like ending that seemed like all too like orchestrated. So it is sad because in the last one and the Crystal Skull, we meet Sheila Booth, who we find out is their son, Mutt, Mutt, Mutt Jones. He dies. Yeah. So they write him that he dies in Vietnam and he's divorced from Marion and he's alone. And I kind of love when it goes to 69, the Beatles starts blasting. Like, this is a man, you know, he was been around the 40s. Rock and roll is new to him. And uh, it's weird. And I was like, imagine that. Like, you hear the Beatles and you're like, what is that noise? Uh, I kind of feel like that now about some modern music. I get it. But the fact that the archaeologists aren't sexy anymore in the other movies, like all his students are trying to get with him. And he was very popular. And this one, no one cares because of space travel. Um, I appreciate so the way they shot this, that whole parade was in Glasgow. That was a set. That was in uh, a set out out in Glasgow, and then the train scene was entirely a set, which is crazy. They built a whole subway train. He's riding a horse through there. But you are right, Anthony, about the CGI parts. Right, Harrison Ford is known to do a lot of his own stunts in this movie, practical stunts. But here it gets a little glossy. He's jumping from tuk tuk to tuk tuk like he's fucking forty years yeah, old. Tough. So the old man stuff didn't bother me as much the second time. I just took it like a one of your old man action heroes, kind of like Denzel and Equalizer or whatever. I don't know. Uh, it's just an old man action movie that there's a bunch of those. And that's kind of the thing you have to do. Uh, that Antikythera, Antikythera, how do you say that? Antikythera uh, is an actual uh, relic. It's an actual ancient Greek item, but... They embellished it up, of course, and made it magical. It's really just an egg timer. <laughs> it is. It tells you how to hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> it's like the eggs. Now it's hard. Um, <laughs> so I, you know, that that chase scene is pretty great. There was some great fucking action scenes. It's hilarious that the kid knows how to fly a plane. All of a sudden, like, there's all these things that you're just like, because he just was what? interested in playing. Yes, <laughs> the guy taught him on the thing, and like w- that point. Wow, that's such a. And wow. that part where she has the dynamite and yet she's still like translating the graphicos for them. I was like, why are you even telling them what it actually says? Just tell them whatever. They don't fucking know you're going to. Yeah, they don't fucking You're going to blow the ship up anyways and nobody gets hurt. They fire the cave. The, the ship doesn't sink. And then the guy knows where they're going because he sees them oh, go in binoculars. I love. Yes. <laughs> I love how the Nazis show up uh, immediately wherever they go. Yeah, they always oh, they figure always out where they know. are. They, they just, always can figure they out. They always them. time it perfectly. Yes. Too. They find them every time somehow. Well, here, here, the thing is this. So I, I have a similar reaction to rugs. I thought I was walking into a train wreck. Yeah. And the movie is not a train wreck. It's not. 
um, I just my, I I feel the same though. I don't know those character the Phoebe Waller Phoebe Bridgewaller that character. Yeah. Um, what's her name? Helena. 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 Yeah. And uh, the dude, um, her her dad. What's his name? Oh, ba- ba- Basil. 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 They weren't ever in the other movies, right? No. Nope. So nope. it's like I don't I don't know. That they do the it feels best so job engineered, right? Yeah, yeah it, do- it doesn't feel. I I get what they're going for. That hey, these characters from his past, he's gonna have this one last ride. But I just don't. I they needed more. I think I think they yeah they needed more of a connection with those characters relationship mm. to feel to make me feel like this movie was necessary to happen. What about her and Teddy? Isn't that weird? She's well, the thing is she the story she tells how she met Teddy. He was trying to pickpocket her. That's how Indy meets Short Round in mm. fucking Temple of Doom. So it's almost like too many things. Well, they're trying to make this is the thing. All right, you you ha- you make uh you want to make a female version of Indiana Jones, right. uh, an architect, uh, not an architect, an archaeologist, yeah. uh, a spelunker or whatever, danger seeker. Well, we already have Laura Croft, yeah, and she's yeah. got a British accent. No, but and I she's like a, that she's in it for the money. She's like, really? She just well, wants to sell. And so is Laura Croft to oh, a degree, but was, like, yeah. but like, so like, it's kind of like you're now kind of copying a copy, and they tried to make it distinct, I guess, by making her like a kind of older woman and uh, more of like a, but like you have this woman that looks like she's a, like a librarian. And, uh, you know, doing all this action stuff and whatever. He it just, it's something doesn't really work. I like her, though. You know? I liked her in other things. She's very, she's very good performer. No, I think she acted writer. great yeah. and she, she did whatever she could to pull it off. It just, I don't 100% buy into it. Like, I wouldn't go on and watch her in her own movie. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. think anybody would. Yeah. I, I, really, I don't see, I don't see action mm, star mm-hmm. in that character. She, yeah. yeah she's i mean she got famous with that show which is more like comedy that she wrote and started the flea bag yeah. yeah it's more it's like a yeah there is that element i mean they're trying to make her more comedic a little bit more edgy i don't i just don't know that the role fit her yeah i don't know the role fit her and i don't know that her and indy i just didn't really buy them together see i like their chemistry the second time i felt it more for mm. some reason it worked i was like i felt for them uh, I mean, there's a lot of cool. There's a lot like um, favorite parts. I don't know. I said the thing is, <laughs> I don't know if I have. A oh part. no! Okay, the Tuk Tuk well, stuff is fun. Yeah, that chasing when they're fun. on when they're on the train and the bad guy gets hit in the face. Oh yeah, let's oh, talk yeah. about. And that. You think he's dead? Shouldn't he? And be... then he just he has not a scratch <laughs> yes, on him. Shouldn't he at least be disfigured? That thing whacked him in the head so hard <laughs> he went flying. I was like, he's dead. Nope, and he looks fine. <laughs> Barely hurt at all. There are a couple of cool things. I did like the whole thing where they thought it was a dragon. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In Syracuse, oh yeah, yes. planes arrive. Yeah, and then you see like on the on the tomb, there's propellers on the thing. Okay, well, I was look. trying to figure out. I was yeah. trying to figure out during that scene how you would use that dial to calculate where you would go at the exact point in time. No, you can't. It was pre-programmed. Archimedes right, right, right. made it to send well, help. But they I thought, knew that. yeah. But how would you do it based on but how would you? But like them, if you're putting yourself in those guys' shoes, yeah. how would they know how to use that to get back to us? Like, 
to get to a specific point in time. Right. How did he know he it was seemed going like to be yeah. in, like, I mean, it's possible, but no, no, like they would, would, they would there was never, they never had the ability to do that. That was just like some illusion oh, I know. That they had, but uh, I guess the, the device finds holes that you can go. Through. Yeah. The thing just like, identifies orders. the time fissures. But then how would they have known? I know I get that it wasn't it was actually rigged to always go back to that yeah. specific point. But how would they know like, oh, this fissure is going to lead to Germany 1942 on a Monday. Unclear. Right. So, OK, let's start there. <laughs> so be like yeah. that screen we're going right? to we're yes. Barely an inconvenience at all. Uh, <laughs> let's start. Let's just talk about get the last all the way off my back. <laughs> uh, you're going to have to get all the way off my back because that's how I wrote it. That's the reason. Uh, let's just talk about the last half hour of the movie. And he gets shot. He is shot for 30 fucking minutes. Losing He's an right. old man with a bullet in his and fucking shoulder. He's fine, right? We, and we don't find out what actually Voller wants to do until like the last half hour. His plan right, is right. to go back and kill Hitler so that he could do the war better and sure. win it for which is yeah. okay okay that's your plan sure so he's like super hitler then we also see the kid just knows how to fly a fucking plane in a storm uh <laughs> so they fly Fine. into this thing and indy's like plate tectonics or something the plates are gonna shift you don't know where you're going continental drift continental drift is what he said he's like you don't even know where you're going instead they end up in 212 bc at the actual siege of syracuse in ancient rome archimedes is there he's building this thing uh somehow Elena rescues him out of the plane they parachute down they survive plane crashes indy gets to meet archimedes and like this this is a silly fucking thing but the emotion got to me this guy who spent his life searching for history and studying it is now in history and I totally yeah, get that kind of that kind of hit a little bit. And I totally get when he was like, "I'm going to stay here." I mean, he's with Arca fucking Medes. Yeah, remember in the in the in the one with the Grail, he yeah. wanted to get the Grail, and he was willing to like fall down the the fucking chasm to get yeah. it. And his dad had to like tell him just fucking leave it alone. You know, and that's some like they all have like supernatural shit in them. Like that was supernatural. That one night was in there for God knows how long. Uh, and so this this pushes it a little bit more. So him and Helena and Archimedes are there arguing. And this is when she gets a little emotional and she's like, no, I want to save you. And she fucking turns around and decks him. We are supposed to believe he is unconscious for so long that she drags him back into the plane. They fly through the portal. They land. They get him <laughs> back to his bed in Brooklyn and change like his clothes. Thing. <laughs> and then he fucking wakes up. What kind of punch and was this? And all, all by all the while being wanted for murder. Oh yeah, he's uh, apparently a uh, marked man. Like her and Teddy did this. What the fuck? That was quite a punch. She, they I mean, never she throws that. She has quite a right hand. Yes, she is basically Mike Tyson. She fucking talked his ass out for days. She's propofol. <laughs> but uh, I do like. I, yeah, I do like this time loop. It's the kind of time loop that was always supposed to happen, right? He had to go back. Show Archimedes the thing so that Archimedes could build the thing and all this shit would happen. Uh, and he knew they were coming, Archimedes. But then, yeah, this is when Marion returns and uh, they they do. Oh, this was another callback. They do the whole scene from Raiders where he's she's like, tell me where it doesn't hurt and I'll kiss it. But then it's reversed. That whole thing was from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, and now they're back together and he grabs his head as the fucking circle wipes out whatever i mean he's gonna bang her with his head he's on, gonna basically. bang her with his head on nothing else a decent 
And then at the end, I'm like, okay, that's a decent final outing. They didn't kill him, but they gave him one last adventure, I guess. Like, so, and that's the other thing that bothers me is like, if you compare, Mangold is pretty good with the action, but Steven Spielberg's action, though, it's on another level, right? I don't think he got close to like a Spielbergian style of action. Well, there's just so much CG being used. Yeah. Yeah. And there is that, there is that kind of artificial look to everything. 100%. So, yeah. Um, so it doesn't, you never really feel as invested in the action because you know it's like a video game. That's exactly so, what it feels like. So it's like, and that's okay because like we watch Godzilla versus Kong and we know that it's not real, but like I feel like they, like they're, they're two different things. You're comparing two different kind of like one can't exist and Indiana Jones can exist in a real world and you can you you, you can't you have kind of have to like do your best to, to be convincing. So I think they just leaned on the leaned on the um CG way too much. A little, yeah. They didn't develop the character of Helena and the relationship with with Indy that much and they had like way too many contrivances and like uh, weird leaps of, of, of logic in this film. But then you get some like nice cave things. They're solving puzzles. You get some like, you know, no, it's this movie has definitely has good moments, but I said, it's basically every time it does something good, it does something else yeah. to knock it back down it, again. It is this mixed fucking bag. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, it's not fair though to completely compare what Spielberg was doing with what uh, James man, the, the Mangle's dealing with an 80-year-old man. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> That's a good point. It's not like this guy can yeah. like believably do anything. Yeah. So it's but it does feel very at times very, very cutscene video game. Well they use um, there's some stunt doubles used. There's a guy that's always doubled him that they used and then they put his face on him and stuff and some certain they did a You lot know, of I mean things. but if you like like the this you find this artifact and it leads you to this but yeah. you have to actually decipher what it means yeah. because you have to it's always a riddle yeah. like it reminded me of other indie movies yeah but it reminds you of like uncharted so if you like that kind of kind of looking for artifacts they're tied into history mm-hmm. it's related to this that mm-hmm. goes to this mm-hmm. like this is that movie to a t and it does that stuff well so if you like it it's hitting all those notes. I just don't think absolutely. the movie is that necessary. That's Indiana Jones in a nutshell. What you just said. Yes, absolutely. Right. And like mm-hmm. the tying into real history, they always do it in every movie, which is great. But there's just not enough for me. I don't, I don't feel like there's enough. I almost feel like it almost should be like, it's just another adventure. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a big finale. Yeah, if, if this is like his last movie, which it should be. Yeah. I didn't feel like it ended. I went, wow, what a what a send off. I just felt like, oh, that was his adventure in yeah. his 80s. You know how you feel that way at the end of fucking the last crusade. That's exactly mm. how you feel. You're like, wow, what a fucking send off. And that should have been. The, That's where they should have that ended. should have been the last fucking movie. And then um, two more. What do you think about this whole Manosphere uh, thought process that Helena steals the movie from and, and kind of he becomes like a side character in his own movie for a while. Uh, a little bit. Do you believe I, I saw, that? No, I saw, you know, a critical drinker also made that point that like this is another example of a female character being better at a man than everything and putting a man down. He's not as look and she just knows everything. I didn't get that vibe, actually, to be honest. 
No, there are I points mean, she, where he shows her up and she's wrong. Well, I feel like that she's a vehicle to kind of get around him being old. Yeah. 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 That's what it more felt like yeah. is like they're trying to do the passing the torch type thing. I just don't believe she's believable in that role. I didn't yeah. even feel like it was a passing the torch. Like she's not going to be. She was just there for this ride. Like, well, you, I you don't think, think if that did well mm. that they might have decided, you know what? With Let's her? keep it going with her. Mm. I guarantee you a million dollars, right? That that they Probably. there's a scene where she gets a bullwhip and a Stetson hat. Yeah, I guarantee it. See, I I yeah, I didn't I didn't feel like they were forcing this passing the torch. But no, I think that I think that they had a little bit of uh, controversy because there were different sets of leaks that went out. Yeah, one set that was completely wrong and made up bullshit, or it could have been true like from early drafts of the script or something but not what was filmed and then there was the actual leaks where they did confirm that she was in she was basically driving the action for a a large portion of the movie Ah. and so uh people were balking at it and there could have been a different ending there could have been something that they changed so um because it it those screenings were way before that it came out and those leaks were way before it came out so it could be that they probably backed off of it a little bit, but uh, I felt like when you have an 80-year-old star, you need someone to do the stuff. You do need someone to help prop him up a little <laughs> bit. Just kind of hold his hand, lean on somebody to lean like, on. Like, remember when fucking Sean Connery was was in the movie? Yeah. Like, he was old man Junior. at that point. Yeah. Junior, what did Doing you do? all kinds of crazy stunts, too. Yeah. He's knocking people out. No, he just had to open an umbrella over and over again and shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, he did have some punches, but that's fucking. He was James Bond. He can handle that shit, right? <laughs> Even though he's a, yeah, he, he comes old. with the pedigree. Yeah, he, was a, he knows what he's doing. He was a Highlander for crying yeah, out loud. Yeah, he can be only one. Uh, so I mean, yeah, you know, the thing too. Um, again, not a bad movie, really not. Yeah, what we saw, even this director do, of which now Marvel's actually kind of fucking with. But we saw this mm-hmm. <laughs> director do. A perfect send off with yep. Logan. Yeah. Right. Yep. We saw an awesome adventure where it was an old guy. Oh, yep. Getting back. Made a kid. A kid. Yep. Reinvigorating his life one last time. And I, yeah. And again, Marvel's going to fuck that up. But uh, <laughs> probably. <laughs> uh, we've seen it. We've seen like how <laughs> yeah. to do it. And yeah. there's other movies too that have like perfect send offs. I just didn't know. Even as a non indie fan, I didn't feel like they did the character justice. No, and like that's one. the thing. Like it should have been a lot more in the feels. It should have been better, but it's not a train wreck. It could have been a mess. And no, it's it's a good adventure. Well made, yeah. It's just not the best yeah. adventure. Yeah. I think it's a little bit it's a little bit noisy and it's a little bit long. All right. Well, then with that, let us give us our final thoughts. Give me a a rating and a ranking if you want against all the movies, Anthony. Well, I can't rank it against the movies. That's fine. I would go with a solid six out of ten. Okay. It's it's a fun movie. Yeah. It's a little too long. It's just not believable. But it's fun. I mean, it it was it was a movie. Literally, I had it on. Yeah. And I had it on. I was watching it, and then I had it on in the background. And it's a perfect movie to have on in the background when you're kind of doing stuff. And yeah. It's easy to just be like, oh, they're now they're here and they're looking for this. And this it's is just, great for the Disney Plus. Yeah, sense. it's a good streaming movie. Yeah. Okay. Rugs, what are you going to do? 
It's a MacGuffin movie. They're go- chasing this. I mean, thing, they all are. There, they, Every they fucking Indiana there. Jones movies. It's a very MacGuffin-y, very predictable, very by the numbers Indiana Jones uh, like movie. Um, on in comparing all the indie films, I'd probably put this at number four from better than Crystal Crystal Skull. Yeah, but uh, not better than any other ones. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to give him a 6.5. Okay. I did fall asleep while watching. Okay. <laughs> it was not good. Was it in the middle of the day? I fell asleep. Was that what part of what part of the movie was that? This is the underwater scene? Was uh, it underwater stuff? I don't remember exactly. It's a little muddy in the underwater. I stuff. think it's when they actually f- are about to get it. They're in the cave. Oh, that late. Okay. And he's talking yeah. about methane or something. Oh, yeah. That's when they're solving puzzles in Athena. And then they slide down the thing and they find the thing. Yeah. They turn the thing. Uh, by the way, if Harrison Ford is in this show shrinking on Apple TV Plus. He's really good in the show. as this cranky old psychiatrist. Like the man still has chops. He doesn't have to do action in that show. So it's great. Stop trying to be funny. You're a Nazi. He's great. He's great. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's great. That's a good line. That's some good line. Like his best line in the movie. Look, I love the Indiana Jones. And uh, I, again, I enjoyed this a little more the second time. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it a seven and a half. Uh, I, the nostalgia bait worked for me. You just got to put on that music and I'm fucking in. Uh, yeah. And as far as ranking, my favorite, I still is Temple of Doom. Raiders is uh un- without question a better movie my favorite is temple of doom then i would do last crusade and then this movie and then four is just shit but this movie was also not necessary they lost a lot of money they didn't have to spend fucking 300 million dollars on the movie uh you don't need that much to make india yeah i you know what my opinion is that this movie should have been about him almost like rocky balboa oh where you remember Rocky Balboa, he was just like, you know what? I'm still here and I can still do something. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Instead of having to be dragged in, kicking and streaming into this adventure fucking, like an old grumpy man. Yeah. Maybe he's working at the school and he sees that like, okay, he's like, he's irrelevant. So let me do something me do that something. I'm good at. Let me find one last discovery, you know, mm. and it, it would have to me, I would have been able to like really latch onto that because I'm old, too. And I want to fucking do one last but thing. Part maybe. of the problem is this thing, like the same thing with Luke Skywalker in that fucking movie. He should well, he should have been it shouldn't have been all grumpy old fucking Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I, don't so know I think why, that was misguided. Yeah, why, who made this decision to make these older stars like all miserable and just depressed and have to be dragged back into things? It's not you wrote that already. It's not necessary. Why are you doing? Yeah. But it's exciting to see a, a, a new one last indie movie, and uh, yeah, it's all good. Good performances. Okay. Good stuff. Let's do some news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. Time for news from the nation. (laughs) It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Uh, got one comment from uh, part of a Latin Heat group on uh, our Facebook page. Ralph Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> Latin Heat. 
That was so, I guess, uh, somebody got that. It was a refli- wrestling reference Bilotti throughout. I did not Latino know. Latino heat, yes. Yeah, Latino heat. Uh, Ralph Bravo says, so my son and I just walked out of watching Godzilla Minus One. He's a huge Godzilla fan and begged for me to bring him. And I'm in no way a fan after the Godzilla with Matthew Broderick. But after listening to last week's episode with John Bilotti Jr., I decided to give it a chance. And it definitely lived up to all your reviews and recommendations. And we're going back to watch it again tonight. Thank you, wow. guys. But now my son wants to travel to Chicago and New York to go to G-Fest and to Bilotti's Con, Kaiju, Brooklyn. That's uh, that's, that's pretty cool. great. Geek bonus. That's pretty great. We're making converting wow. fans. Converting fans. Um, I, want- I had a friend. My friend, he was on the show, Chris Sotelo, a oh, while yeah. back. He uh, messaged in our group and was like, Godzilla, this Godzilla movie is amazing. Yeah, and he's not a Godzilla fan either. So people, if people see it, they they're usually impressed. They are. You can convert anyone. They are converted. I don't. So I think it's not in the theaters anymore. Did they extend it again? Does anybody know? I don't know. Because the fourteenth uh, is what I heard. Box office wide, worldwide, this movie that was made for uh, fifteen million dollars has made sixty four million dollars. That we know of. That we know of. Yes. And even I think it's actually they didn't report to Japan or I think it's like 15 million. And or something. I think even the budget, uh, the director was uh, commented after hearing that he said something to the effect of, I wish it was that much. I think it was more like 10 million. It might have been even less. And still it's 64 million. That is a hell of a return. Yeah. What do you think it could top out at? Maybe you can get to 70, 80. If it makes 100 million dollars. Oh, my God. That'd be the main. That'd be amazing. Oh, my God. It could. Yeah. I think it could. I feel like maybe realistically it'll probably stop at like seventy five to eighty, it's still eighty five. Still a great maybe. return. That's because it just opened in like uh, Australia okay. and the UK. Okay. It's opening now, so it's still opening across the world. So they, wow. They, let's say it picks up like ten million there, ten million there. Yeah. Boom. You're yeah. You're at you're at eighty right there. I don't know if it's going to make that much. I feel like it's probably, but I think 80 is probably a safe bet. I would say well, you guys got to welcome in all the new Godzilla fans. It's converting, That's right? It's converting a lot of people. Come aboard, everyone. Hello. It's mainstream. Come on. Come on, come on board. Uh-huh. We were happy to have you ride this Kaiju with us. That's Head right. Uh, okay. Let's do, let's finish with some, what are we watching? Speaking of Godzilla Monarch. The leg legacy legend of monsters. What is it called? I don't even know the full time. Legacy of monsters. Legacy of monsters episode. We're on to episode six. We've started the back half of this 10 episode series on Apple TV plus you guys watched, right? You caught up. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to ask you what you think. I'm just going to say, uh, this was a lot better episode than the last two episodes. Yeah. When you're not Holy concentrating shit. on, on the other characters and you're going into the past, it's much more compelling. Holy shit. 100%. We got the fifties flashback. We got both timelines going a fucking Godzilla appearance and both timelines. And the first appearance of him in between the two movies post 2014. Holy shit. What are your thoughts? What'd you think? What did we learn? Yeah, it was, it was a, definitely a better episode. Um, Oh, spoilers! Yeah, it's still, it's still not a per- it's not a bi- not a perfect show by any means. It's not even really. I wouldn't even call it prestige television at ah, this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the flashbacks really help. They're introducing the fact that this was a love triangle now between these three, which oh, is fine. That's um, amazing. How does she end up with Bill Randa? Those two have some great chemistry. Yeah. So, 
And then you get the Godzilla appearances. If for a Godzilla fan, you get the guy saying "Welcome to Monster Island," which oh, is yeah. a huge thing in the Godzilla. So, yeah, I mean, it, it looks like Hiroshi is, and now we're not Hiroshi. Um, Russell's character, Kurt Russell's character, oh, is like Shaw, trying to help Shaw. Godzilla. Yeah, he's being a bit of a dick too, but he is trying to help. Yeah, I mean, you know, so yeah, I, I, you have the Godzilla appearances. You have. I also came to peace with the fact that the show is not a got really a Godzilla show. It's more right, like right. what is the mystery, like monarchs, like what are the workings of monarch, and like what happened with this guy, what happened with the people that are exiled from monarch, and what do they know, and yeah. why? Where, what is how does that affect everything? So, yeah, it's it was fine. So rugs after 2014's Godzilla, he fucked off and fell asleep in the desert. Is that what happened? I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. That he falls asleep. I think it's uh, maybe tunnels. The yeah, he's just tunnels. underneath. Oh. Yeah, I think that that was one of those points where, like, uh, there now is a tunnel into the Hollow Earth from there. Right. He probably left that behind. And so yeah, he's he probably went into one of those holes and hung out in his own little temple, chilled there, watched some TV, and then he went into the desert. Because of that thing that was calling him. Oh yeah, the, he wasn't there. Yes, he that they had that machine. The gamma ray so simulator. My, this is my prediction: is that um, the old guy, uh, what's his name? Fuck, Lee Shaw. Lee Shaw is actually the the father of yes. of, of of him. Uh, he banged oh, the mom. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's Hiroshi's dad. That's what I thought yes. too. He's really his son. So they're not really Randa. Yeah, it's Shaw. Because so what worked for me in the past storyline was that romance. That relationship really worked. And then the mystery of the dad in the present 2015 was also working because you see him and then he just fucks off and runs off. And then they split up like idiots again. I don't know why they always split up. But both Godzilla appearances were fantastic in the 50s when he knocks that thing and he shows up and you can see Keiko is like really happy that he's not dead and he's bigger. And then Kate and Godzilla go eye to eye again. She's just standing there looking at him. Uh, and maybe he recognizes her. I don't know. And then he just turns. No. And, turns and walks really? away. You don't think so? No. He just, just checks him around. Yeah. He's like, all right. I wanted him to. I wanted him to fuck up that helicopter. Did it get blown up? Did they all die? Did Tim die in the helicopter? I don't know. I don't think they died. They, okay, they just, just Maybe they did. I don't know. It might, I thought it blew up. Did it blow up? Might be right. Anyways, it was a lot better. Uh, it was. It was fine. I mean, the, the 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 main three characters are not great. No, they're still kind of annoying. Also, like the dad disappearing. Yeah. Like, what kind of asshole is he? Again. <laughs> like, can't yeah, you just like, tell why? him? He's like, he's like, no, get the fuck <laughs> yeah, out why? of here. Yeah, that was poorly written. And then he just and the whole thing off. now. Now and now that he sees them in person, and he's just. Here's the here's the here's the bad part of the show, and there's there's lots of things to criticize. Similar to the Nazis just showing up whenever Indy is at a spot, yeah. yeah. These guys yeah. land like everyone is able to go to exact coordinates across the world, yeah, instantly. And always stumble upon each other at the exact time. Like everyone's getting there at the same time <laughs> yeah. all the time. Like they just cut to like, oh, now they're in Algeria driving in. Now the they're Jeep. in Algeria. How'd they get there? Well, it doesn't Who matter. knows? But you know, barely I, an inconvenience, and then they're there. Yeah, yeah, and the father happens to be there. This whole like, 
How long has he been there? Like, what, what, how <laughs> why, is he there? Why is he still there? And then how does the how does Monarch figure it out? And they're there when they're all there. Oh like, it's God. just like, what? I was rolling my eyes so hard when Tim is like, oh, look at the holes in the wall. I could draw a map on this. Oh, this oh, yeah, must be. Oh, I was yeah, like, what the fuck, terrible. bro? There's no holes in the wall. You can't tell and he, shit. And he draws, he freehand draws yes, the, the, perfect, the, the, the world. In the perfect dimension proportion. <laughs> like, what? I'm like, get, get the fuck out of here. That was a little much. That was so a little yeah, much. there's still I mean, there's still <laughs> it's, it's going back to the mean, which is what the Monsterverse has done, which is always written pretty poorly in terms of like humans and like how it had work. so much potential. That first episode, I was yeah. like, oh, OK, now we're yeah. cooking with gas. Yeah, we've kind of gone down and then it went down. It was like up and then down and then a little bit up. But uh, anytime you get the, just flashbacks and, and monsters, once it's when it has that stuff, it's good. The show cooks cooks well enough that yeah. you can it's edible yeah it's just when you're when you're getting into the past you're seeing the formation of monarch right. you're seeing like discovery like their whole thrust is to find kaiju and prove that they exist that's what i want to see well, why are they so resistant to the people who actually know what the fuck is going on and like, have seen me, these monsters you finding out about your dad is not important <laughs> well if you think about the dad's point of view, his two secret families are now together. That's a little awkward. I also wouldn't want to <laughs> confront that. I'd be like, I'm going to go this way. It's just a strange oh, dynamic shit. to be focused on yeah. right now. Yeah. Like, what do you want to like? What are you trying to tell your audience? Like, like, what do you like? If you're trying to bring a whole bunch of new fans into this monster so you can kind of keep it going and expand on it and ha- have people like get your content. Like, why muddle it up with this fucking family drama that's not even interesting? I don't really get the point of the well, whole show. I think I think what they're trying to do, and they're not executing it well, is they're trying to make interesting human characters. But uh, you need yeah, a point. Family drama. It just doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Like, why yeah. would the dad not tell them? Yeah. Not not even if he's like the affair thing is one thing, but why would he not be like, "Hey, I don't want you to think I'm dead." <laughs> literally he's like the chasing worst person monsters. ever yeah he's horrible well, i see why kate is the way she is now then she gets and both of them her kids dead. suck too yeah they all <laughs> that's how he raised them all right well we'll hang it's, in yeah, there. It's, just, it's just like this is not relatable because no dad yeah that gave a shit about their kids would, would actually this. act yeah. like this that's why it's instantly easier to to like wyatt russell's more yes like like more sympathetic like yeah. he's a guy yeah. right he gets thrust into the situation and he's attracted to this woman. He's so good in this. She, she's she's married to this dork who doesn't even like acknowledge her half the time. Yeah. Right. And uh, yeah, you're like, okay, well, I can stick my. And he's, and he's like looking for excuses to go out there and protect her. Well, we do like, that's see all man stuff. We do see what, why she gets mad at him at the end because he fucked up and they gave Monarch to that other dude. And she's like, you cost us Monarch. Maybe that's why she goes to well, Bill. There was actually a line in there where I had to rewind. I'm like, <laughs> oh, they're. This show, like, I didn't realize, I didn't think the show was, uh, was gonna, like, make a line like that where he goes, you know, my favorite part about making, he was like, what do you, what do you love most about children? And she, he's like, oh, making them. Making them. Like, he says that to her. I was like, yikes. I'm like, that's a smooth line. I, I was like, I didn't think the show would go there with the sex. They also, there's a little bit of like, they're touching on like the Japanese racism where he's like, she's one of the good ones. She's one of the good ones. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh boy. But it was nineteen fifty nut two or whatever. The no, I mean that that all rings true. Yeah, fl- yeah he's good. Yeah. He's the good. other Why thing that Russell's crossed great. my mind yeah. was like, um, 
Wyatt Russell in real life is 6'2". Yeah. And Kurt Russell in real life is 5'9". Well, nine. you shrink when you get older. That's what happens. <laughs> you get smaller. You grow, and then you get smaller. I don't, I don't think you shrink five I inches. I don't know. But anyways, yeah. the show is okay. All right. Four more episodes. It's okay. See what happens. What, uh, Anthony, you watch anything else of note to mention? No, no. Rugs? No, not. Rugs, anything? I watched... The big reach around. Oh, Reacher season two is out on Amazon. First three episodes. You watched the first three episodes. Yes, I did. So did I. What did you think? It's fine. It's a dude. It's a fun show. It's not like the greatest show. It's a fucking, little. I, that, that, that actor just fucking got. Alan Richardson, Anthony. Alan Richardson is so huge in this. He could like. Alan who? He, he Alan looks, he looks Look uncomfortably huge. Yeah, he could barely move. He's so big. Like <laughs> he's just cut. Alan Richmond. Richson. Just look up Richson. Alan Richson Reacher. Uh, he's giant, but I love he's, he. He looks like he did like a oh, lot wow. of steroids. Yeah, this guy yeah, he's, he, he's fucking huge. Look at his fucking traps. I mean, and these shit. actors, these actors are pumping. He'd make a great Batman. I was thinking, like, people have mentioned fan casting him as Batman. I don't know if his acting would be good enough for Batman. Well, it's Batman fine. doesn't really say much. No, that's true. If you keep him quiet, he. But you'd be like, why is Bruce Wayne so fucking huge? Like, it would be a little giveaway. He's humongous. Giant. He's fucking like six foot something, he's, and he's humongous. He is humongous. I love it's his. Crazy. I love this Reacher character, though. He's blunt. He just says the wrong things and will help anyone, no matter what, with violent fucking punching and smashing. Well, he's like, it's funny because his character is very interesting that he just is a like a wanderer. Yeah. He just wanders he's the phone, like around the world. He's a hobo. He's essentially a hobo. He walks the earth like Kung, like yeah. Kane and Kung Fu. He talks about I sleep in I sleep in wherever <laughs> of cheap motels. I'll eat at diners sometimes. Hitchhike. I was like, the fuck this big guy. He buys used underwear. Yes. <laughs> uh, I guess when you're in the military, you're not really schemed out by other people's testing. I like juice I like this storyline though. Like his this group, the one tenth, the special investigators he made in the past, and now someone is coming after them and taking them out, and they got to figure you out. Don't fuck with the special. Don't fuck with the special investigators. There's some great lines. The bar brawl where he's testing them. Like enlisted officers aren't supposed to be there, and this guy steps to him, and they all get up, and the guy's like, uh, "You're outnumbered. We got twelve. You only got nine. And he goes. That's a shame. You're three short. And then they just beat the <laughs> shit out of him. It's so fucking good. Yeah, but Jack Reacher's always saying shit like that. It. That's it's like, it's, it's, we need like, more Yeah, guns. that's what you watch it for. Yeah. It's, it's like machismo. It's, it's brainless machismo, kind of like throwback 80s action. A lot of killing. Like, he's killing so many people. I'm like, don't you want to question one of these motherfuckers? Dude, he's really like, he's <laughs> killing people and throwing them in concrete. Why don't you just want one of them to ask him who sent you and ask him some questions? No, they just oh, fucking murder everybody. Anthony, okay, so... This is my favorite part of the whole fucking of, of the whole show is that he noticed that some guy tailing him in a car. Oh, this is great. And so he's just like, fuck, this guy's been following me, sitting in that car, looking at following me. He's like, I'm going to go say so hello. He just, he just so he's like, I'm going to go say hello. So he just walks up to the car and the guy in the guy in the car is like, oh, fuck. No, this guy thinks he's going to fuck with me. And he immediately just kicks the front bumper of the car, makes the airbag go off. That's great. And it breaks the guy's it's nose. It's so great. He oh, my God. He kicked it so hard. The airbag went out. And then he pulls him out and beats his shit out of shit, him. Yeah, it's yeah, so great. It great. Totally great. That guy, so that guy ends up helping them, which is also yeah. great. But they almost fight. But that guy seems tough. He's a lot smaller. But uh, he'll destroy him. Yeah, Come on. Yeah. He's like, I can take you. I'm like, there's no way. Jack Reacher. Will Look at how it. big fucking Reacher is. So it's yeah, a fun. It's, it's a fun, like, guilty pleasure show. It's well done. Whatever. 
It's fine. He's fucking. I mean, huge. it is. It is exactly what I need. Yeah, yeah. It's fun to watch. Okay. Anything else, Rugs? That's it. Okay. That's all I want. Right. Oh, that me too. Like I've been really busy. A little bit of work, but th- yeah, it's Christmas. This time. week, Christmas time. It is this week. There is a lot of shit coming out. Here's some uh, watch alerts. Next week, we will be reviewing Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Comes out Friday, December twenty second. I am seeing it the Thursday night. It has a four day holiday opening, December twenty second, twenty fifth. Right now, box office tracking is putting it around forty to fifty million. Ooh. On the four day, what do you guys think it will make? Can I get some numbers? Give me a hard number. 30. 30. Well, yeah. I was going to go like 55. I'm going to be generous. Rugs, what would you say? I don't know. Maybe 50 million, probably. All those numbers are not the greatest. They're a lot of money, but this is like a 200. Like if it makes 50, that's a huge win for this. This is a $250 million movie. It's the last time he uh, Momoa is probably playing Aquaman. He's said as much in some recent interviews. Uh, but I can't believe you played him this many times. I mean, I get like think about it. He's been well, it's been like twelve years. He's been fucking Aquaman, maybe. But I'm looking forward to the batshit crazy. I'm looking forward to Black Manta being Black Manta and this crazy, all those crazy action scenes. I want to know if the baby dies. I need to see all of this. So I'm kind of I'm kind of geeked. You kind of pumped. Wow. I'm kind of pumped. I, I am but not I know, pumped. I mean, but I know it's gonna be a fucking mess. And uh, but James Wan. Tends to put some fun entertainment together. If, if if anything, it will be you'll watching. You go, that was something. Like, yeah, you'll like, have it. Crazy. You'll have it'll it'll it won't be bland. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, it's gonna be something for sure. So we'll see how the end of the DCU ends up next week. Also coming out this week, what if season two begins December twenty second on the Friday, and then continues one episode a day for the next nine days. The first one you're going to get is what if Nebula joined the Nova Corps and then we're getting nine episodes all the way through December 30th. Crazy, crazy release schedule, but that'll be fun. On top of all that, Zack Snyder's Star Wars ripoff Rebel Moon Part 1. I'm excited. Really? Oh, really? Uh, Why not? I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. December 21st on Netflix currently. This movie on Rotten Tomatoes with 52 reviews in from critics is 23%. 3.9 out of 10. Here, get this. The audience score, there's a thousand plus ratings, 72%. None of those people, the movie's not out. What are they rating? None of those people have seen the fucking movie in the audience score side. So I think there's some shenanigans over there. We know how his fans can be. Right. But there should not be an audience score for this movie that has not come out yet. No. There may have been a screening, but a thousand. I don't know. Could it be if you had a VPN, maybe it released somewhere else, maybe in England or something? I don't know. But the reviews are kind of what I anticipated going in, right? When you see it kind of a Zack Snyder thing, all style over substance, derivative. I'm looking forward to watching it. It's, it's going to be a long one. I mean, you've seen the Zack Snyder movie. Yeah. There's nothing to We've it. We've seen really. all. We know the Zack Snyder style. I know what I'm getting There's going to be a lot of cool visuals. A lot of um, slow-mo. Slow-mo. Yeah. Good action. Yeah. Will it actually convalesce into a movie that is has a plot that's actually interesting? Probably not. Probably not. If there's a, no. a barely a plot going to be together at some all. glaring issue with it. We know what he does. We, he does cool scenes. 
just like strung together with barely a plot thread, right? But it's just like I think that he has a very good visual flair. Yeah, I feel like he does good action and dramatic things. Yeah, but um, he story is not a strong point, and setting up a narrative and world building is not a strong point. So. Yeah, if he would just hand that off to someone and and then do what he's good at, like he can make like some amazing. Movies. Like when he did three hundred and he worked off Frank Miller's writing, yeah. then it was fucking amazing. Yeah. And then he does. He didn't have to do. Yeah. He just had to make the visuals. I mean that good, that, that zombie movie, the two zombie movies aren't bad. That he's done right. No, they're not bad. Yeah. But then he got like sucker punch and shit where he just did everything. That's when he tried to make like a fucking movie. Yeah. He tried to make a real movie. Like he tried to make an like a like a blockbuster movie, but within the blockbuster, something that was deeper than just a popcorn like he, movie. He tried to make slutty shutter island. <laughs> did, did not work. That's absolutely right. Yeah. And it worked. No, that's exactly what it was. No, but no, it didn't work like that. He he needed if he, that's what he wanted to do. It that does not what it came across as. Yeah. So if you know what you're getting into, you know, then you can enjoy it for the shallow thing. It's going to be something cool to look at. But then we'll see. Anyways, those will all be uh, reviewed in the coming shows in the coming weeks. So prepare yourself, listener. That's it for this week. Rugs, where can the listener find you? Really rug boy on X. Anthony, where, that's where I express myself. Anthony, where can the listener find you? Barry? Uh, <laughs> actually, so this week yeah. uh, at my Barry's class yeah. on tomorrow, yeah. they are, whatever, it's being marketed as Barry's X Rebel Moon. What? Like Zack Snyder Rebel Moon? Yeah. Whoa, so my I God. don't know what's going on if they're like showing the movie while we Whoa. work out or playing stuff from the movie. This but, is yeah. an interesting sponsorship idea that they've done. Yeah. Wow. You may okay. Let us know yeah, what so happens. I'll give you. I'll give if you remind me next week. I'll give yeah. you a report of what that what that actually meant. That is like the craziest thing. Like wow, that I would. Yeah, I think that they're gonna work out in slow mo. Like you have to work out in slow motion with lens flare and explosions yeah. or something. <laughs> uh, wow, that's fascinating. Yeah, can't wait to find out what that is. Maybe if you see the movie, let us know. We'll see what happens. Okay, uh, but listen. The most important thing you can do for us is share the show, spread it around, send it to your friends. <laughs> Give him one of those. Send the link uh, and all will be well. Thank you for listening to the Jock and Nerd podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. We'll beep you next time. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's really good. Thing I offered you a chance to be a cop and you blew it. You blew it. And sometimes it's maybe good. Sometimes it's maybe shit. My balls are hot. No, my balls are hot. Jock and Nerd.